Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 152 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was the DLC Tiny Tina's Wonderland's Coiled Captors. The games coming out this week include Research and Destroy, The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, Unsold, Bug Snacks, Rogue Legacy 2, The House of the Dead Remake, Rico London, Micro Pico Racers, Ravenous Devils, and Galactic Wars EF. New games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Available today, you can now play F1 2021 on cloud, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered on cloud, and Turn a Boy Commits Tax Evasion on Cloud Console and PC. On April 26th, you can play Seven Days to Die on Cloud Console and PC, Research and Destroy on Console and PC. On April 28th, you can play Bug Snacks on Cloud Console and PC, and Unsold on Console and PC. And another little update for Xbox Game Pass PC. It is launching in five new countries in Southeast Asia, which include Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, and Vietnam. Now on to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Halo Infinite Dev reveals three new modes coming in Season 2. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries has revealed three new modes coming in Season 2, Lone Wolves. These are headlined by the classic Halo mode King of the Hill, which arrives on May 3rd, alongside two brand new modes, Last Spartan Standing and Land Grab. King of the Hill dates back to the original Halo game in 2001, and while players can recreate the original mode in custom games, the standard mode is returning to Infinite with a twist. Instead of just having one part of the battleground that players fight over, a new hill will spawn when the previous one is captured. Whoever takes the hill by spending uncontested time on it earns a point, and the team with the most points at the end of the match wins. The Lone Wolves themed last part in standing is less complicated, with 343 Industries simply describing the objective with one word, survive. The free-for-all mode sees 12 players spawn in big team battle maps, with a confined loadout and just 5 respawns that mean game over when they're gone. The match ends when only one player is left. The Escalation Slayer mechanic from previous Halo games returns in Last Spartan Standing, similar to Gun Game from Call of Duty where getting a kill grants the player a better weapon. Finally, Land Grab is a new mode reminiscent of territories from Halo 2 and 3 where players fight in teams to capture various neutral zones that appear around the map and the first team to capture 11 wins. So these modes sound exciting, I don't know if it's enough for me to commit to being obsessed with it like I was when Halo Infinite Season 1 multiplayer initially launched, but Last Spartan Standing, it really is a battle royale light. There's a zone that closes in on the players, but it's not that full send battle royale that we all want. I'll be intrigued to check it out and see the community reaction for it when it launches in just a few weeks. Number 2. Gearbox making new Tales from the Borderlands out this year. Tom Phillips from Eurogamer writes, Telltale Games' brilliant Tales from the Borderlands is getting a sequel of sorts, courtesy of Borderlands main developer Gearbox. The new Tales game will launch this year and feature a fresh cast of characters. Gearbox's colorful CEO Randy Pitchford announced on stage at PAX East last night. In development for quote, many years, end quote, the project has been worked on in-house at Gearbox after the developer saw the critical success of the original Tales and after Telltale itself sadly closed down. Pitchford concluded by saying the game would get a proper reveal this summer. Quote, we really love the format as a way to create characters, create new stories, and explore all that differently than what's possible in the looter shooter games, end quote, Pitchford said. Quote, this time we're doing it with imagined all new characters, all new stories from the Borderlands, End quote. He continued while emphasizing that it would keep the original's quote, interactive fiction, end quote, gameplay style. Last year, the original Tales from the Borderlands finally returned to digital game stores after several years following Telltale's demise. 
I see a lot of people very excited about this. It seems for most, Tales of the Borderlands was their favorite Telltale game. A lot of people I admire and trust with their opinions on games have said it's their favorite, and yet I still haven't given it a chance even though I was a huge Borderlands 1's fan. For me, it was all about The Walking Dead Season 1, but maybe one day I'll finally give this a chance. Number 3. Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio reportedly getting big budget reboots. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Sega is reportedly working on quote big budget end quote reboots for Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio with the intention of creating new installments that generate recurring revenue in online communities. According to a report from Bloomberg, the reports are part of Sega's Super Game Initiative which aims to create games with large communities and the ability to generate a long tail of revenue. Basically the Fortnite model of microtransaction fueled content drops. Bloomberg sources claim that the Crazy Taxi reboot has been in development for over a year and the Sega aims to release it within the next two or three years. It and Jet Set Radio are allegedly two of the four planned super games, with a third apparently being a first-person shooter that aims to generate $700 million over its lifetime. Both Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio date back to the Dreamcast, and so it seems as if nostalgia may be a part of Sega's plan here, should the games be a reality. And if even both are in active development, Bloomberg sources say that they are both in early stages and could still be cancelled. Who can forget Crazy Taxi and of course the offspring song of All I Want associated with it? If this new game doesn't have that, I don't know what to say. As for Jet Set Radio, it was a game I never beat but played a lot it seemed like as a kid, and always really enjoyed it, really cool, so I hope these games do come back in new forms, but I don't fully understand how they plan on making these games live service and fueling and dragging money out of them for years to come. Here's some cautious optimism for me. Number 4. Amy Heading is getting another crack at leading a Star Wars game. Jordan Ramey at GameSpot writes, Skydance New Media has announced that it is working with Lucasfilm Games on a new Star Wars action-adventure game that will feature an original story. Skydance New Media is the division of Skydance Media that was started and is now led by writer and director Amy Hennig, known for her work as head writer and creative director of Uncharted 1 through 4. Cool, I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indelibly, end quote, Hennig said in a press release. Quote, cool, I'm elated to be working with Lucasfilm Games again to tell interactive stories in this galaxy that I love, end quote. This isn't the first time Henning has been in the driving seat for a new Star Wars game. In April of 2014, Henning joined Visceral Games to lead development on Project Ragtag, a third-person action-adventure Star Wars game set to take place after the events of A New Hope. However, publisher EA canceled the project alongside the shuttering of Visceral Games. For the quick glimpse that we saw of this game, and for many insiders that saw it, I can't believe they canceled Project Ragtag, apparently a little too ambitious for EA's likings, but giving us an Uncharted game in the Star Wars universe, I was all about that. Let's see what Amy Henning can do, because they are also working on a Marvel game, so this is a lot going on for a studio we don't know much about, but optimism is the key. Give us Uncharted in space in Star Wars, please. And number 5, Outriders World Slayer arrives June 30th, adds new campaign progression gear and more. Marcus Stewart at Game Informer writes, Outriders' first major story expansion, World Slayer, got its big reveal today during a special developer broadcast. A dense video overview provides an extensive breakdown of its new campaign, locations, and features. The enhanced edition of Outriders includes the base game along with every update in the New Horizon content. However, players who own the original game can upgrade to World Slayer and seamlessly transfer their progress data. Existing players can bring their characters into World Slayer, but if you're looking to start from scratch, new characters can be boosted to level 30 to be readily available for the expansion. It's also possible to play World Slayer's content first and then return to the original campaign. World Slayer takes place immediately after the events of Outriders' main story. The anomaly has further evolved to generate powerful blizzards that have quickly frozen the land. Aragashkal, a powerful altered insurgent leader, has sinister plans for humanity's future and serves as the main antagonist. 
a new roster of enemies and bosses stands in your way. In terms of loot, World Slayer introduces over 100 new legendary items along with additional weapon mods. Progression has also been overhauled as well, new packs, trees, and two new subclass branches for each original class of the existing classes, allowing you to further diversify them. Ascension is a long-term progression system that lets you gradually improve endurance, prowess, brutality, and anomaly stats with 200 points to unlock overall. A new Apocalypse tier difficulty replaces challenge tiers and will be active across all World Slayer content. This tier caps at level 40 to keep fans engaged long after they wrap up the campaign. The new tier also introduces Apocalypse gear, noteworthy in that these weapons include a third mod slot. Finishing World Slayer's campaign unlocks its endgame content, The Trial of Tara Grotter. Developer People Confi is keeping tight-lipped on this content, only promising that it's quote, different from anything we've done in Outriders before, end quote. Wanted to give this game some of the time it deserves. It seems to have flown under the radar, but a lot of people really like this game. I sadly never gave it a chance, but it has been on my radar, there's just so many games in front of it. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. Uh, given the talk about Sega, Crazy Tanky, and Jet Set Radio, let's do an Xbox fun fact with Sonic. Credit to WhatCulture.com. Sonic almost fronted the entire Xbox launch. Apparently, following Sega's disastrous reception of the Dreamcast and their change from hardware manufacturers to software-only programmers, Microsoft were set to acquire Sonic and have him front their foray into the industry back in 2001. The whole thing went south because Bill Gates didn't have enough faith that Sega were still big enough to tackle the Sony of the early 2000s, so they decided to do it themselves. Gaming history wouldn't have been quite the reworked beast if an entire generation of kids thought of Sonic as an Xbox mascot. Chances are his green skid brother and Manic would have been brought into the fore too. These are always the crazy stories of what could have been Sonic as the Xbox mascot instead of Master Chief. Who knows? Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I only played about a half hour more of LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, and I'm absolutely loving it, so I'm hoping to find more time to play it further. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.